Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 157. This week we're tackling National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, Steve, but I did not realize, even though I, I I mean, I know the names line up, that this was a trilogy. I didn't realize that the National Lampoon's Vacation and then European Vacation, this was the third in that and, and made it a trilogy, essentially. It did, uh, but they actually followed it up with a fourth one, uh, Vegas Vacation, and then... Yeah. And then they should have stopped. And then they did another <laughs> like <all> one. Like trilogies. <laughs> who was it, with Ed Ed Helms? I didn't see that one, but it was... It carried on... Um, you well, know, was Chevy, it like a... The, yeah, Chevy Chase was like, still in it. The, he, I think Ed Helms played uh, Rusty, played his son. So. Yeah, it's and it was him as the adult in the Chevy Chase. But yeah, I just it was funny. I didn't realize that kind of going into this, even after I've seen this so many times, it just didn't dawn on me. I almost looked at them as uh, kind of individual movies. You know, I think that's one of the things that makes this movie so special is that unlike so many sequels, even European Vacation just kind of regurgitated uh, Vacation, the original Vacation, which is a classic, wonderful film, but European yeah, yeah. Vacation, I didn't care <laughs> so much for it. But it seemed like with this, they said, well, you know, in fact, I think it came from a completely separate script from uh, uh, that uh, that John Hughes had that he had written as a kind of a short story. And he, and yeah. he said, well, here, let's use this. Um, so but it but just it stands out as its own thing. It doesn't quite fit into this, you know, what you'd expect from vacation. You expect, oh, they're going somewhere. But no, it's 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 a Christmas vacation and, and it's it's got its own original story. So it didn't feel like it's so much like a sequel. Um, Another, nice. another thing that yeah. shocked me, and, and this is probably because I'm not the, the IMD Steve that you are, uh, <laughs> and with all the film knowledge, is uh, I didn't realize that John Hughes wrote this either, and that, that was in his, his wheelhouse. I don't <laughs> think he was too enthusiastic about it. <laughs> I, I made it, it, it sounded like he said, he said they wanted to do another one, which was really just kind of a Chevy Chase vehicle, and I kind of dug this up and said, here you go. Oh, okay. yeah, that, that's kind of the way it sounded. And I think so, Chris... Chris Columbus was going to originally direct, but he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't very happy with. He didn't have a good relationship with Chevy Chase, so he waited until Home Alone came along. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listened to some people talk about that, which I was surprised too. Listening to to some other podcasts, I only got two or three in. Uh, that uh, Chevy Chase is is a hated man apparently. Like apparently, people just don't like him very much. Uh, a lot of people say he's really hard uh, to work with, and then there's even a lot of claims of racism, sexism, and and just uh, you know homophobia and all these other just. And I was like, I was kind of surprised. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. But that that doesn't surprise me. I I tell you, I was such a huge Chevy Chase fan in the '80s with. You know, Fletch has got to be one of my yep. favorite '80s movies. Um, Vacation's classic. Um, I th I don't think I saw it when it came out because it was R-rated, um, but uh, <laughs> but I did end up watching it over and over again um, at some point. Spies like us. Spies uh, like us is one. Spies of like ones. us. Yeah. Um, you know, Caddyshack. He he's yeah. He's uh, there was a there was one where he had he he could do magic 
with, uh, you know, and I can't remember the title of this one, but it was something that they played over and over on one of the one of the pay channels I had when I was young. And so I, I adored it. But and then he had the Goldie Hawn movies, Foul Play and a couple of those. Right. But but then um, I heard kind of heard some rumors about his uh, his drug abuse during Saturday Night Live and, and, and things like that. And I almost kind of backed off of all the rumors because I didn't <laughs> want to hear it. It's like, no, he's, he's someone I love and I, yeah. uh, and he's and untouchable. So I, Come on. Don't. Yeah. So, so I think I kind of, uh, turned my, turned my ears away from all that and I've never really explored it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's actually one of the Saturday Night Live alums that is just, he was of the era that is, is by, uh, by most un, unapproachable. I mean, they, they were kind of the quintessential Saturday Night Live crew, you know, him, Belushi and those guys and just Dan Aykroyd. Uh, sure. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I did, I did learn about his, his drug abuse at that point. And I guess what it stemmed from is he broke his back while doing Saturday Night Live and got addicted <laughs> to uh, painkillers. That's right. Cause he did, so, he was, he, he always opened up Saturday Night Live doing the Gerald Ford, uh, president, president Ford falls. Yeah. And he'd always fall. I mean, really some, hard falls yeah <laughs> and uh so that might have been when he when he heard it it could have, yeah it could have and so yeah it's sad to hear that you know i just i've always thought he was a good guy but you know it is what it is i'm not gonna let it taint my my appreciation of him in this movie or the original vacation or any of the others uh so uh on this uh podcast uh, i'm your main host noah and with me as always is my main man steve say hi steve Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. And I'm looking up on his list of uh, movies, Spies Like, or uh, Three Amigos. <laughs> Three Amigos is another good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Oh, I remember that. Oh, now I'm getting That's nostalgic. Good... <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes, anyway, good to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about this podcast. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, so it was nice to, to go back to it and uh, anxious to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the things we do on this podcast, uh, as we do every week, is we come up with a cocktail or a drink, and we pair it to this movie. Uh, I was I knew what mine was the minute we decided to do this this movie, uh, and it becomes from. Uh, I think this is probably one of the most quotable movies uh, that I can think of offhand. Uh, there's so many, and there's one that I say all the time, <laughs> and so immediately I was I was ready for that. But I want to know what you got for us, Steve. All right. Um, well. I, uh, it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, I thought, okay, well, there's a lot of, you know, typical eggnog type, you know, those kind of classic drinks that you can, you can do. There's, uh, <laughs> they call out, uh, what's, the, what's the, uh, Jack Daniels. Um, but, um, I wanted to, I got a little jealous how, how, uh, you and Bo have been kind of making your own drinks and Nina. So I thought I'd try to come up with my own Nice. My wife, uh, I, I talked to her and she said, oh, you know, she kind of gave me a bunch of things. She said, just base it off all the events that happened. So so I, I tried to tackle the, um, the, the finale when uh, Santa Claus and the reindeer go flying across the moon on fire. <laughs> so that, that was what I started with. It's like, I got to have something to do with that. I looked up a Rudolph cocktail and I, I found that. And I kind of stole a little bit from that but uh then i was looking through a lot of the ingredients i had i had a uh, green chartreuse and i looked up the flavor profile of that one um it's an herbal liqueur but uh, one of the favorite pro flavor profiles of that is um pine sap and i thought oh perfect because <laughs> he gets whacked with his uh, with his tree and he has that whole uh, whole incident with the sap so i used that yeah. as well and uh, uh chartreuse Goes nice with bourbon. Green chartreuse, though, is often paired with tequila or gin. So I decided I'd go with a gin. 
But uh, because of the Christmas theme, uh, you know, the eggnog he's drinking, I thought I'd, I'd, I have that um, grape-based gin. Uh, gin, is, gin is typically a grain-based, you know, it starts kind of with a vodka base and then you add... Um, Add botanicals and stuff, but uh, this one, uh, this one I have. It's called Florette Gin. I think it's out of Sacramento. This was someone who came to uh, Bottle Barn and actually sold it, sold it to me. Oh, okay. There. But uh, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's a nice kind of uh, softer gin, really tasty. And uh, and I thought, oh well, that's wine based or grape based is going to be kind of more like a brandy, which seems to fit with this sort of a cocktail. So I'm gonna, so I've got some gin base. Um, that, that Rudolph cocktail called for some maraschino liqueur and Godiva chocolate. I thought, oh, that sounds good. And, and so, um, so I've got my, I've got one and a half ounces of the gin, half ounce of the green chartreuse, half ounce of the maraschino liqueur, um, quarter ounce, no wait, I'm sorry. I think I did a quarter ounce of the maraschino liqueur, um, half ounce of the Godiva chocolate liqueur. Um, I threw a, uh, a, um, maraschino cherry in there to kind of represent Rudolph's nose. <laughs> and then I, and then I uh, topped it with a little bit of overproof rum and lit it on fire. And I nice. call this the flaming Griswold. Um, <laughs> I actually, I was, I was going to make a mug kind of like the one I saw in the movie that he, you know, he's got those, those Wally world moose yeah. mugs. And I got excited about that. So I was going to put some ears on my mug and I looked up uh, online to see how to draw them. And sure enough, they sold, they, they sell them over like at Kohl's. Kohl's. Yep. Yeah. So I ran over to Kohl's and I got my moose mug, my, my, uh, <laughs> my Wally world mug that I'm drinking it out of. So that's I put, awesome. I put the, the maraschino cherry in the nose, in the, in, in, the, nose. In, the, in the nose of the moose. <laughs> so it fits in there. Um, and, uh, so again, I call it my flaming Griswold. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that's I, awesome. I, 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 I tried it earlier cause I was messing with the ingredients and it was really tasty. It tasted kind of like a brandy, but, um, this one, I had trouble, uh, lighting it on fire. Cause this, I actually asked, added a scoop of ice cream to kind of give it a little cream, oh. um, make it turn into a dessert. And I kept adding more, more <laughs> of the overproof rum on top and it wouldn't light. I finally kind of lit, lit some behind it to make it look like it was on fire. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so, so it's, it's a lot stronger than I had planned nice. that, that early when I tasted. So, That's all right. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I heard a lot of people talking about the, the Wally, um, the, the mugs. And I remember seeing those, uh, at Kohl's and, uh, I did run down and get one. I kind of kicked myself when I was making my drink that I didn't. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad that you got yours. Cause that, that works out. Um, for me, the, the you know, uh, I was amazed when I watched this again because I hadn't seen it in a couple years. That there's so much stuff that stands out to me that I forgot so much of the rest of it too. Like I forgot that it had an animated uh, beginning. Yeah, you know that threw me off. And then just the whole uh, there, there's a lot of parts in this that I remember from movies, and I'm like, oh, I you know there's that's in that movie, and I just never even realized that. Oh my God, they're all from Christmas Vacation. You know, the blowing up turkey, the going under the, the semi and all that stuff. I, I forgot all that was from Christmas Vacation. I remember it all from movies, but I just didn't realize it was all from here. But what I do always remember is Cousin Eddie. <laughs> okay. He's hard Cousin to Cousin Eddie. <laughs> it is. And, and there's just one line from him that gets me, and I say it all the time, uh, and it's the shitter's full. <laughs> so I know it, I know it was I'm afraid bad of this cocktail man. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's actually a delicious cocktail but it's just got a bad name 
I, you know, I looked up, there's a bunch of people that did Cousin Eddie cocktails, but I had to do a Cousin Eddie's The Shitter's Full. And so it's a take on a white Russian. Um, and, you know, because I wanted to get that kind of look, you know, it was, it was a look <laughs> thing. And um, so I started off with two ounces of a, of a, it's called Manly Spirits Coffee Liqueur. Um, and it's, it's a nice, just, it's kind of like a Kahlua style, you know, that, that coffee liqueur, it gives me that deep brown color to start with. Uh, I went with, um, instead of just a regular vodka, I went with a double chocolate vodka. This is a three sixties, double chocolate vodka, went two ounces of that. Uh, and then you got to go with eggnog if you're going with cousin Eddie and, and <laughs> Christmas vacation. And, and I know you've had eggnog in the last two couple weeks. And I was like, I haven't had any eggnog yet this season. So Instead of regular cream, I went with eggnog. Nice. And then topped it off with a little, um, uh, couple dashes of chocolate, uh, Aztec chocolate bitters. And so it's a basic take on an, uh, on a, a white Russian, uh, but it's got some some chocolate in there and the eggnog, so it gives it a little bit different flavor. Uh, I wanted to throw some chocolate chips in there just for, for visual, <laughs> uh, but we didn't have any of the chocolate chips, and I was like, that's a little over the top. Too. So, <laughs> But I call this uh, Cousin Eddie's The Shitter's Full. Uh, delicious. It, it's, you know, it's a, it's a white Russian essentially, but just has a different flavor profile, um, I, which I played with, uh, several times before, which is different liqueurs. Sometimes I'll go with the butter shots, uh, you know, the butterscotch instead of either the, the vodka, or sometimes I've switched it out instead of the coffee liqueur. And those are both delicious too. Uh, I really like the eggnog in this one. I think it really brings a, a flavor to it. That's that it adds a little to it. And I, I could have these all night for sure. <laughs> I'm glad you did the eggnog. I, I, you're right. I had done a couple cocktails recently with eggnog. So I, I, I tried to avoid it, but that's, that's why I ended up throwing the scoop of ice cream in. It really, <laughs> it really kind of screamed. It's got kind of a minty chocolatey, uh, flavor to it. Like a, like a minty chocolatey brandy. And, uh, and, uh, so the, the extra, extra cream, extra cold ice cream scoop. It's actually, a not uh not milk based it's a i can't remember but anyway i'm yeah this is good like this tastes like uh one of the coffees you would get at 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 starbucks with all the the creams and the sweets and the sugars in it with just a little bit of a kick to to make you feel like an adult uh really delicious like i said i could i could have these all day long and and well i would get fucked up sooner or later and i'd be out you know, dump, <laughs> dumping my uh new camper's uh toilet into the sewer drain so <laughs> I love it. He, you know, he says shitter's full, but then the neighbors come out and he's just, he's just as, as, you know, welcoming to them. Look, shitter's full. You know, just, yeah. He's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> shitter's full. I just, it's one of those, uh, just something about cousin Eddie. He's just, he's hilarious in this. I mean, he plays such a big part in it uh, from, from him showing up unexpected, you know, and, and that just, you know, the, the, the look he gets, uh, from uh, Clark when when he first he's like oh cousin Eddie and they, it, I mean it is they do it so well too because it's like yeah. they're saying hello to all the different grandparents yeah. and then they just <laughs> keep moving and there he is and then it's just like a conversation and, and it, yeah. the audience just slowly realizes it and they realize it yeah <laughs> they play it off nicely good stuff uh, one of the funniest things about this too is you know he's he's got his kids which are a holdover from vacation they, they they're the ones that visit him and 
Yeah, you know, he's like, I wouldn't kiss him. He's got some fungal, you know, thing. And I think that was something from from vacation, too. Uh, but one of the things I really enjoyed about this, and this is a, a, a trope in, in uh, the vacation movies, is that the Griswold kids are never played by the same actors. They always recast them. I know. <laughs> and they don't even they don't even try to make them look the same. <laughs> it's just nope. like they just. Well, <laughs> they changed it, too, because this time, uh, you know, uh, Rusty is younger yeah. than, than Audrey, <laughs> which is, is hilarious. Uh, I, I want to say um, this is probably my favorite Audrey of the of the three, uh, uh, Juliet Lewis. Yeah, um, I don't something about her, and and when I watched it this time, I just couldn't get out of my head. Like I'm like, oh my god, just something about her being in Natural Born Killers, <laughs> and then in the you know n- not back to back, but you know just and or, and she was in Cape Fear and all these like Cape Fear so, is like, the one I remember. It's like she played this little girl. And yeah. and seducing Robert De Niro and he kisses her and it's like so well, creepy. That's, I think she, but but yeah, uh, she's the, a vet. The, she's just so iconic in your mind. You're just you. All these characters roll into one and it's her. Yeah, it's it's literally like they're not characters. They're her. And then in seeing her as this this Griswold you know kid and you're like oh my god that's so crazy. And then uh, Johnny uh, Lucky, sure he's Galecki from. Is, uh, the Big Bang Big Theory. Because <laughs> we were watching the... You, you, don't, you don't notice I, it. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Um, I, I, I knew it going into it this time. Um, and But I, I mentioned it to my wife because we watched it together. I said, that's that's uh, Big Bang Theory. And yeah. both of us kind of had to squint to see it because he's, <laughs> he's not quite there yet. But uh, Yeah, he's still a little kid in this. <laughs> but if you look at it, I mean, he's one of the most successful actors out of this group, essentially, if you, if you kind of think about it, money-wise yeah. at least, for sure. Yeah. You know? He's got but that he, big bang money. I, I saw a about two years ago. They did a reunion and it had Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo and the two kids and and uh, Diane Ladd too, who was uh, mm. his mom. But they were all on stage talking about it and and Johnny Galecki was talking about how how uh, Juliette Lewis was the cool girl. He was she was so cool and it was just <laughs> so fun to hang out with her and stuff. But, uh, nice. but Juliette Lewis was saying that it was Chevy Chase that uh, he was the idol around their house and. Uh, they, oh. they they loved vacation and Fletch, so that when she got the role, it was a really big deal. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, back also is uh, Beverly D'Angelo uh, as Ella and the wife. She is so good in this, uh, and, and just all of these. <laughs> I agree. She is. The, I I like I like these movies in that the relationship between the husband and wife, even though it's it's you know it's. It's kind of back and forth. Dysfunctional? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily just say, say dysfunctional. There, there's so much. They, they get. They do so well together. They, there's love. The relationship and, isn't dysfunctional. Yeah. but the family is kind of dysfunctional. Yes. Well, he's he's the, the Clark is dysfunctional. Yes, uh, but she's wonderful, and she's like the original milf, if there is one. You know, she is. She's For gorgeous, sure. and she's so motherly. I mean, she's so affectionate, and just. Uh, but she's, she's sexy at the same time. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's well, motherly and sexy at the same time. <laughs> right, so yeah, she she was a milf Milted before up. before yeah. that uh, before that word <laughs> meant anything or that meant stood for anything. Uh, and you know, great great uh, actors is is the parents. You know, so much fun with them. Uh, Randy Quaid was cousin Eddie. I mean, just <laughs> he kills it. He just he does. Uh, it's so good. Um, he, he he went on to make a. 
if you call it a sequel, Christmas Vacation 2, uh, all about Cousin Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. Uh, I didn't see it, but... Uh, I didn't yeah. see it either, and uh, straight to, I'm not... Sh- straight to video, probably. I Back. think it's straight to, like, $5 bin. <laughs> uh, the other big actress in this uh, that is kind of a, a, a surprise when you go back and you will watch and you're like, oh, my God, Juliet Louis-Dreyfus, right? Elaine, right. <laughs> and And... If I'm not mistaken, this was around the time that Seinfeld was was going, right? If was uh, I don't think it had started yet. This was '89, right? Seinfeld was in the '90s. Was um, I, but it, I it had to be close. Her. It had to be close. Yeah. Uh, I thought probably, it was really. It was probably before Seinfeld took off. If it was going, I'm sure we could look it up. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, she I'm looks great. Right I mean, now. you look at her oh, now right. in uh, in these latest MCUs. MCU. She's she's just. Really, she really looks good. Um, yeah, this was this was before Seinfeld, so this was kind of like she still was was getting her feet wet. Um, I'm not even seeing where Seinfeld is. Uh, 1990, so it was the year after. Uh, she's hilarious in this uh, for her character. I mean, it's a small part, but I mean, she kills it for what it is. It's it's the yuppie yuppie neighbor, you know. Right with Nicholas Guest as her as her husband, who was who's Christopher Guest's, uh, you know, from Spinal Tap, his uh, his brother. Right. So you can kind of see the resemblance. Right. So I, you know, just just a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Now, like I said, uh, when I was rewatching this, uh, a lot of the first part of it I didn't remember. Like I, I totally forgot about them going and cutting down the tree. Now I remember the tree being a big part of it, like it, you know, catching fire and then the squirrel being in the tree. I remember all that, but I, I totally. Sp- based on them going and actually getting this and but not this cutting it down they had to dig it out with a shovel <laughs> <laughs> which okay so yeah i mean you gotta if anybody's ever pulled a tree out or a stump <laughs> you know damn well that that wasn't gonna happen like it, it but no, it is funny. it wasn't there was actually a cut scene where they have to go and get a shovel from someone you know the person that they're buying the tree that has the lot that basically says they don't because he tries to get a saw, and he says, no yeah. saws, but he get he, you know, the guy but he takes gives him a shovel, shovel, gives him a shovel, but I, I think it works better there, because, because it is a little far-fetched, everything, yeah. there's a lot of physical humor, a lot of things that are a little outlandish, um, so you, you just kind of laugh and let it pass, yeah, because, because well, you're whole, right. I mean, you know, I don't know how they get a tree like that out, <laughs> the driving under the, the, uh, the diesel, yeah. Right. You know, yep. which it's funny. I didn't even think about it watching it, but then someone brought it up. He goes, he goes, have you ever seen a diesel with that much clearance there? I mean, you're talking, a, it would have to be like at minimum six feet high underneath and they just don't, they don't run like that. So it just, it's well, this made it look impossible. like it was a log, a big log and they just had a back and a front and nothing under, you know? Yeah. It was for the, it was for the visual it, gag. It was, I think they had but done it, it before in cannonball run too. Um, I, I had seen that, that same yeah. stunt, <laughs> but it's still, it's funny and, and, and it plays off well. And, but we, and I didn't even realize this until I saw it again is we get the iconic, uh, jump with, uh, the, um, station wagon. Cause he had it in vacation. Right. Right. And you get this one, but it's just snow covered while they do it, which is, you know, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and, and they, and they get it just like in vacation where, you know, when he falls asleep at the wheel, um, and, and they go, you yeah. know, off-roading, and, and then they, when he wakes up, it's like they're at the hotel. Here, it's here, it's the same thing. He finally, he jumps and lands. It's like, oh, we're here. <laughs> yeah. 
Which you know, another uh, callback to is is him flipping off the the truckers, where instead of he's you know distracting his wife with the and then the girls are on the side. So you know, it plays a little bit back into vacation. So it gives you a little of that nostalgia. Yep. Um, still, real fun stuff. I I enjoyed all that. It's like I said, I've forgotten so much of that part. Uh, you know, because I I remember so so much of the iconic stuff for me. Uh. It was interesting the the beginning. I was like, "Oh God, I forgot about that. I forgot." It. And then we get into the second half, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, now I, now I'm remembering all the stuff that uh, is going on." Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, the next one that um, I kind of forgot uh, the the whole part about his boss and the swimming pool. Like the whole reason, you know, everything was going with him getting the uh, you know the bonus and yeah, that becomes kind of the plot. Uh, yeah, you, you might say, because I think this this whole movie almost feels like a bunch of little skits, you know, little skits Someone kind of was attached that together. Too. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's it's funny because I after we watched it, we watched it again last night and I was I was telling my wife, I said, you know, the movie was it was it was fun. But I think it's one of those things that works better for me when I'm thinking about it the next day and just laughing <laughs> about it. It's something that right. kind of sticks with you. The movie itself, I think, is it is pretty good you know it doesn't quite hold up the whole narrative the whole plot some things seem a little missing the story's like, weak in points yeah, yes. yeah but uh, but it's so uh memorable and it's something yeah. that's so much fun to look up a scene online and just watch it uh, <laughs> i was having more fun today doing kind of research for it and re- revisiting some of these scenes and just saying oh my gosh this is hilarious than i than i was <laughs> when i watched it straight through so just but so anyway, yeah, this is the plot. If you say, if you, if you think the, the kind of thing that carries until the yeah. until the big uh, climax when uh, when well, he doesn't get it, the check, you know, and you know, and it's funny you talk about skits and and someone did said this is just like a big long Saturday night like skit after skit after skit and, and it very much does play like that and yeah we got the 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 build up too is what this is about too is is what people were talking about or what they brought up uh, the build up of him to lose it yeah. That's true, because everyone's waiting for him to have his his yeah. his, his breakdown or his rant. Um, he has created in in Clark Griswold such a wonderful character. I mean, we're both fathers and husbands, <laughs> and you yes. know we have we have homes, and so it's 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 just hilarious to see this stuff. And some of it resonates, and some of it you just like. It's a character he pulled out of you know it's it is Chevy Chase, but but man, he has really taken. Clark Griswold and put him in a place that I can't think of another, another character, another, anyone out there that has kind of created this so effectively. And, and, and yeah. you, you're drawn towards it. You want him to, you so much want him to succeed. Kind <laughs> and, of. Yeah. And, 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 and fail and watch how he kind of gets behind <laughs> it, I guess. Cause the failures yes, are fun too. He is an iconic, uh, father figure in a way or, or family man. Uh, and it reminds me a little bit of, uh, another, uh, a father figure that we all kind of at least our our age group that kind of has a little bit the same is is uh ted bundy or no uh ed bundy not ted bundy. ed bundy <laughs> okay yeah different different i might have to edit that out <laughs> yeah no 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 i i was like i was like no it doesn't sound right. i was saying I'm like, i knew the bundy and i was like wait ed, ed, ted, no. yes married anyway, with children <laughs> yes but it's same kind of thing where it's like the breaks just never happen for him. And he's that sarcastic guy. And, you know, but he know, you know, he still loves his family 
whether he shows it or not 100% of the time, you know, he's still always there for him kind of thing. And- yeah, he's got a much more negative presence, though, which is hilarious. Whereas Clark Griswold, he's like the ultimate optimist, everything, <laughs> you know. That's, he- well, that's a, that's debatable. Okay. He puts on a shiny outside, but if you can look past it, he's not that happy. He's he's putting on the yeah, I'm happy, everything's good. I'm that you know, but really down deep, he's 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 you know, he's Bundy. He's like fuck these people. This is bullshit, you know. But he just he's trying to be that. Uh, I'm gonna let every, I'm gonna let everything be great, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so everybody has fun. You know, we've all been there. Like, how many times is, like, you know everything's going just sideways for you, and you're like, I hate this, but you're still just doing the doing the thing for your, your kids and your wife and your family to uh, to make sure that it goes the way that they want it to or, you know, on a vacation or whatever it was, right, right. you know. Yes. You, you're, you're, you're stifling. You're like, I am going to blow this place up for their sake. And that's, and that's what I see in him. He, I was, I liked seeing he, that he was a little bit more, um, confident in his, well, sometimes these people that are all about, you know, wanting to make everyone else happy, they, they become a little, they're more weak in their own right. You know, they're, they're kind of, uh, more passive and don't, don't stand up for themselves. Whereas right off the bat, you get him, you know, telling telling his neighbors to, you know, you know, shove it up your ass. And I don't mean, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm, talking I'm not to talking you. to you. I'm talking to her. Yeah. Um, so he, he certainly, and, and that wasn't like, he just like, and then he, you know, he's got the J the Jason mask on the, the yeah. hockey mask. And, and then he, um, cuts the tree off with the, with the chainsaw. So, I mean, he, he has a lot of, he, he's not, um, he's not submissive. And, no, and no, I like, no, I like seeing all. more of that. I, I think in the first movie, you could question whether or not he's just one that doesn't want to stand up for himself. But here you saw, yeah, he's he's fine about I, that. I saw that one, and, and someone complained about saying, like, he was a little over the top in that. Like, he was a little bit, he'd already snapped. And I was like, no, he was already at the point where he's dealt with these neighbors for a while, and they don't get along. Because they came out right off the bat. Oh, this motherfucker. You know, they yeah. were already talking shit. So you know that they've had interactions with each other before. So he was he was playing the polite neighbor, but that polite neighbor in the way of saying, yeah, politely fuck you, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, which I, I, you know, I, I can see I, I don't play that as well. Uh, I forget the polite side of it. Uh, so I understand that. Uh, but I thought it worked out great. And I thought it was a great line and, and, and way to go through it. So I thought that was fun. Speaking of the neighbors, um, very, very interesting stuff that went on with them. You know, uh, one of the most iconic scenes, and and this is uh, this is one of those ones where uh, it, it created a a buzzword essentially for anybody who uh, overdoes it a little bit with the Christmas lights, right? They they Griswold that shit, or or you know they did the, the <laughs> but the house that lights up and them in their they're tripping over everything and falling down and stuff like that. It, it's funny. But then when you go back and think about it, it's like, really? It's just lights. I mean, it doesn't matter how bright it is. It's like, you, light's not going to trip you. <laughs> but it's still pretty funny that the way it goes. And as a, as a, as a father, as a uh, electrician, uh, as a safety person at work, watching <laughs> and seeing that uh, plug in in the garage uh just 
hurts. Oh, it was so hilarious. Bad. And when he's got the little staple gun and he's like, you know, oh he's, he's just like slipping around. And it's like, oh, you're just waiting for <laughs> But just there's so much. But the, the plug sticking off the wall that it's got like adapter after adapter after adapter on it. I'm just like. It's Ugh. and it's so exaggerated, but that's part of the fun yes. of it. I mean, and even when the when the power when the house comes on, you, it even cuts to the nuclear power plant <laughs> having to like turn right. it up to eleven a little bit yeah. because the whole because the whole uh, town goes down, you know, dims until they can what? Re- replenish. <laughs> that's one where there there's some sound effects in this movie that work so well, and that's one of them where the lights go on and you. And then you hear the power go, no, at the same time, it's kind of like a dual, a dual sound effect kind of thing. Or at least that's what I hear. I don't know. What was that? uh, What was it? Um, THX. Remember the THX logos? And, you know, but then there was one that that actually where it's it goes up and then it It starts up and and then it breaks. And and for our younger audience, if we have any younger audience, THX before movies, they used to do the little little uh, blurb that advertise the sound system thx sound was a big one and they had this uh, little animated thing it was oh, a robot kind of, guy come out yeah it was right? 3d animation uh yeah and uh, or at least it was it was digital animation i should say um but uh, yeah a little robot guy but then the, he does the, the the griswold where he has to plug it in yeah to get, to get it back to get it uh, working <laughs> again and uh it's true <laughs> That's what it is, but I mean, the, uh, and that's the same kind of sound effect. So when you did that sound effect, that's what it reminded me of. But that's, I mean, to me, anytime uh, you know, there's there's two two phrases that we like to to say when we see houses that are just over the top. It's either Christmas threw up on that house, or <laughs> they grill they Griswold that shit. And so uh, I just it's one of those funniest things. You know, it's just like the there's a lot to do with that too you know the him falling off the ladders him stapling but then even the first time he goes to do it all right drum roll and every one of them is like their own like no one has the same uh, uh cadence for any kind of drum roll they're all doing these completely <laughs> different <laughs> yeah. Ridi- yeah it's like uh, how many different drums are out there but it's you know it, it's just funny and <laughs> The, it, it just 25, the 25,000 lights, 25. <laughs> yeah, no, I just 250 times a hundred. It was, uh, I think that's just so obnoxiously hilarious, but that's the extreme that Clark yeah. Griswold goes to in order to just create a spectacle. And, uh... Well, I mean, <laughs> and we also get that heartfelt portion of this film, uh, which starts off kind of slapsticky and funny where he's up in the attic and, uh, you know, hiding the presence and, you know, and then he gets locked up there. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, then turns into the little stuff where he falls through the ceiling onto the bunk bed and, you know, but then he ends up finding the videos, the old, uh, the old eight millimeter movies or oh, whatever. They yeah. Were. And even before that, he finds the old gift that he, you know, he was hiding <laughs> gifts and he finds like a, like a mother's, mother's day, day, mother's yeah. day one for his wife or, or something to that. Or maybe it was for his mom. I don't know. But, uh, that was, that was kind of sweet. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we got that moment. Um, which was kind of cool. Uh, my only problem with that is when he fell onto the bunk bed, he's like, why didn't you just go out that way then? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> well, maybe it's because he found the movies and decided, who cares? I'm stuck true. up here. Um, and yeah. let's, let's let's enjoy any. He... The only other problem I have with it, which I know they did for a laugh, is who sits on the damn ladder? 
<laughs> You're right. I'm like, come on. They did it for a laugh. A lot of this movie, you could ask those <laughs> questions, but they're like, who cares? This is all physical true, humor. This true. is gag stuff. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned nostalgia, and I think that's where the first movie was good, and this movie was really good, but that's where... European vacation just didn't quite, it was, it was much more just gags and didn't quite yeah. have the heart or at least, you know, I'm saying no, that, it, but I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the theater. <laughs> but you, uh, you know, you're right though. It didn't, it didn't have the heart. I think um, it just, it didn't hit nearly. I mean, there were some funny gags in it, but it just didn't have the, the, it, yeah, the fun, it, the freshness of the first one. Yeah. Right. The, the the first one was the first time we did it, so it was it was all new. This time it was kind of the same stuff, just a little bit different, and it just didn't hit the same. But didn't and have that's, the same effect. But but it's so much. I think I think it's so much. The chemistry between Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo draws out the nostalgia feel that 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 warmth and uh, and and of course they bring the parents in too, which I don't think they got quite enough um, dialogue to really give them much of a presence but there was there was a little bits and pieces it's one of those things that if you had a series you'd probably really develop these characters but here you got a 90 True. minute movie that uh, you only get so many so many pieces of dialogue in well, there and but but you say you say that and uh someone brought this up and I started thinking about it I'm like oh my god they're right the the parents you know they they have that that dislike of each other the the you know like the typical, oh my God, you're not going to like your mother-in-law. You're not going to, you know, kind of those. And the two parents not getting, you know, the the two sides of the parents not getting along. You see that in just the way they interact with each other and the background kind of stuff. If you look for it, it's actually there. So you kind of can read into a lot of it. And it plays out really well. And it's it's pretty interesting. And, and some people else brought that up. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, it's kind of funny. I watched, all... Go ahead. I, I watched a, a YouTube video today that was talking about uh, cut scenes and uh, apparently they've released this movie so many times but they've never released <laughs> any deleted scenes It's and but you can find uh, a shooting script out there that you know John Hughes wrote his, his screenplay and it has a lot of cut things and then you can look at um, you know the, the original trailer and a lot of people's memories of the of the sh of uh, when they used to show it on TV, because often on TV they would do extended cuts, like we saw with like Breakfast Club, where they would throw right. scenes in for time just to kind of extend it out to fill in the uh, the time for a two hour slot on CBS or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's described a lot of the scenes that were cut, and one of them was that Christmas tree scene earlier where they get the shovel that I talked about. But then a lot of them were also of the of the grandparents or more specifically the the great the great uncle and aunt and uncle that come uh the day before christmas you know the what the guy that uh, ends up lighting the tree on fire um right he right. has a lot uh, more dialogue and even in the trailer uh you see some dialogue that didn't make it to the movie from him lewis and bethany it's william hickey as as uh i guess uncle lewis yeah and then uh may <laughs> uh costella as bethany so yeah. interesting thing, this is this was her last film, right? She she didn't do any more after this. Uh, and she was the original voice of uh, Betty Boop. Betty Boop, yeah. Which I thought, you know, <laughs> you kinda you kinda can hear it when she's when she's talking. She is hilarious. Like she <laughs> this is a this is a horrible thing to say, but you if if you ever have a, a, a relative that's gonna kinda lose their mind and, and just kinda not be all there, 
you want you want a, a Bethany, you know, <laughs> you, you want you want someone that's just not that that's gonna be comic relief the whole time, no matter what's going on. You know? I liked how they were sleeping through the the squirrel, you know, when the squirrel got God. loose, and, and the two of them were asleep on the. Just as the whole time away. it's running around going everyone's going crazy except for them and they're just the one, <laughs> the one that made me laugh the most i think really is when they're at the dinner table and and they uh they ask her to say grace and she goes no grace is dead she, you know, <laughs> something about that just made me laugh so hard i was like no and she's like no she's just got that say. very that the delivery yeah. that's just so impassioned and 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 uh yeah the other one is if you listen when she when they first have her go into the other room like i can't remember exactly what they say they they say uh you know go into the other room and say hi to everybody she goes that's what i should say is it you know so you hear her in the background hi everybody and it's just it's it's almost like a ch it's very childlike and it's it's just innocent and it's so good it's uh, it's great when they do a good job casting these roles that are more minor but that the people that so that can say so much just with their body language and their right. presence uh because they, they don't get that much dialogue but but if they can if they can really light up a scene with just one or two words or or a background well, that's Lewis. or some background dialogue too that's that great. was lewis you talked about him uh you know he's he's the old <laughs> curmudgeonly the, the, old <laughs> yeah his voice his voice the crotchety of it it, it works so well and when he when when he lights the tree on fire and he turns around and he just got that what do you want it just there's something about it it's just it's just classic and it's so good uh speaking of the tree uh one of my other favorite uh scenes and probably my second uh favorite uh line from this movie is just plain squirrel <laughs> i yell that all the time uh, when we're, especially if we're out in the nature, just, you know, I, I just something I do with my kids and, and wife, I, you know, I'll look into a tree and yell squirrel. I love this scene. It's one of my favorites. Um, just something about the squirrel running around to us going loose and the dog chasing and everybody running from it. Uh, you know, it's just, it has me just giggling. Um, it is, it's so fun. Uh, you know, the the mom stuck on the ground. <laughs> it's like, it's a squirrel, people. Come on. <laughs> but it, it's just so funny. Uh, found out today, uh, and this is a, a sad and, and funny story in a way, but so they had been planning to use a trained squirrel for this scene. And so uh -oh. uh, they get to the date of, to film it, and apparently the squirrel had died just, just pre, like, Day, with days within uh, of shooting and so they get there and so you know the guy's like well where's this girl he's like well he died they don't live that long and so they had to use an untrained squirrel for this scene and so, oh that's hilarious <laughs> I, I, yeah i just i to me that just i mean it's funny and sad at the same time because you're like oh man the squirrel trained squirrel worked his whole life for this and, and that was his big moment and dies before he gets a chance but then some <laughs> new up-and-comer you know they, did they have to have tryouts or you know what was it is it's just like well i got bobby over there he's kind of new we can give him a shot speaking of dead animals this uh kind of continued the <laughs> oh, tradition God. i i don't know if you're impeded vacation if they killed an animal uh, but uh but in, in the first vacation, they drug a dog, oh. you know, off the back of the, which it's horrible. And I don't know if they get, I, I mean, maybe they, maybe they did in the, in the 
the the Ed Helms it's, it's, uh, vacation because it's become a, such a tradition. But but here they you know they killed they electrocuted a cat, and <laughs> and cousin Eddie of course has the best line of that cat had nine lives. He just used every one of them, which is hilarious. I. You know, it's one of those, and, and, and if anybody knows me, they know I'm a cat lover. Um, this is one of those those uh, hard scenes for me in a way, but I also love every bit of it. Um, just the whole cat. First, let's start off with the way the cat gets to the house. <laughs> it's she wraps, wraps it up in a box. And I love the way... You know, Rusty's going, he's, he, like, smells it, and, like, he's listening. He's like, and then he comes back, and he hands it to his dad, you know, Clark, and he's like, um, I, I think she wrapped her cat. And he grabs it, and he shakes it, and the sound is so perfect, and the shaking of the box is so perfect. And, you know, we all know there's no real cat in that box. That's just Chevy Chase shaking that box, you know. <laughs> That's physical it, humor that he's he's great at, yeah. He does it, like, three times, and it, it is so <laughs> friggin' hilarious when he does it because it just it seems like what would happen if you put a cat in a box and shook it uh not that i've ever done that no i would never do that um (laughs) but it's (laughs) but it cracks me up to think about you know it's funny but yes it's an iconic scene too chevy chase has this great i mean he 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 is able to be warm and slapsticky kind of in the same moment and have that bumbling idiot look on his face and you just <laughs> and and but he 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 does physical comedy so so yeah. well that you're not really worried about it not being real it's just it feels there, there's enough warmth to it the way his delivery that you just you still love him for it <laughs> and yeah. so even if it doesn't look like it's all quite right it doesn't matter it's just hilarious well and and i mean i i, I that image is burned into my skull when what? they lift it, the, when they lift the chair, <laughs> whoever it, whoever designed that, props to them because that scorched carpet in the form of a pussy cat is with the white fur on the outskirt. <laughs> oh my it god, is, it's it's it, unbelievably gorgeous in in such it's like, a. <laughs> it's like it's like the cat made its own chalk line for for the for right. the police. You know, it, it's so perfect and I, so iconic. I believe I've seen that. Used as the the cover art for National Lampoon's, uh, you know, like on a on a DVD or something like that. It has that that scorched cat. It well, look. I mean, even even Chevy Chase on the cover of this has that right. same pose. You know, like he's it's, being electrocuted by the by the right. Christmas lights. So well, and that's what I think I've seen is I think I've seen someone do that same kind of pose, but it's the cat. It's that <laughs> picture of the cat, and they kind of, and I was just like, that's hilarious. You know, yeah. it's, it's too funny. Yeah. Uh, the other animal in this, uh, Cousin Eddie's dog, just, you know, it, his big moment was chasing the squirrel. Uh, right. You know, which we get another great, great scene with, uh, you know, the neighbors with uh, Margot, who is uh, uh, Dreyfus's character. You know, she's she's over there going to stand up to them and stuff like that. She opens the door as the squirrel goes running through the door and followed by the dog, you know, and then we right. get her limping home and up well, and then but it's that and then chevy chase closes you know clark just closes the, the door. door and he's like all good you know he's got yeah. that look on his face that's priceless yeah yeah it works so good and i love the fact that she goes over because they had the argument you're know, like you go over there and, like, and the, the guy's like no you go and she just comes over and then decks him i mean it just it works for that couple because it, yeah i mean there are a couple you love to hate 
Yeah, because that that yuppie, better than thou kind of couple that you know in the neighborhood. So absolutely, uh, yeah. There's a certain eliteness to them. Um, uh, there was actually a cut scene at the very end after the credits. You know, John Hughes already had done Ferris Bueller's Day Off, so <laughs> so he knew the the benefit of having a little stinger scene at the end of the credits. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, they didn't do that for the for some reason. But it was in the is it was in the shooting script, and it's actually a, uh, cuts back to the two of them. Um, you know, Margot and Todd as the neighbors, where they're finally kind of recovering from their own you know, everything, you know, the lights and everything that had kind of gone yeah. wrong. And now they're like, Oh, everything's okay. Uh, we just got to get it through, get it through, get through tomorrow. You know, I'm sure Santa's still going to visit or something like that. And then the big, uh, flaming Santa Claus comes crashing oh. down through their, through their roof. And that's, that's the end of it, which I don't know why they cut that. Or maybe they never shot it because, uh, oh, that's it's not hilarious. easy. Maybe it didn't turn out very well, but that seems like a great, uh, little finale after that would have been awesome. That yeah. would have been good. Um, another, another scene that I couldn't, I didn't remember that was actually from this, but I know this scene or at least the portion of it that is so ingrained in my mind uh, is when they cut the turkey and it just <laughs> like oh, <no. laughs> you're like what <laughs> what, what, what it's like it dissolved there? in there I don't know what happened it turned to steam oh, it, yeah so but that that scene that that picture of that turkey doing that is ingrained in my brain and I I totally forgot it was from this <laughs> and I was laughing again and then. The, the part that got me, though, was is the scene afterwards, and it's them all around the table trying to eat the turkey. <laughs> and everyone's doing a little something different, like they're, they're chewing on it or putting, you know, dunking it in the water. And just whoever did the, whoever was the Foley artist that had come up with the sound of them all chewing, too, that really worked because it just sounds <laughs> like they're chewing on keys or something like that. Yeah, it just, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's, 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 there's so many little parts, like I said, I forgot. Because they have such iconic um, moments in this movie that are so huge. The squirrel, the shitter's full, the flying reindeer, you know, uh, <laughs> the jelly of the month club. There's just so many, like... <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. So many classics that you I, you just forget some of these other ones. Uh, one of the other ones that I, I always remember, and, and it's kind of funny, I found out about this too a little bit... Um, so uh, Ellen, uh, Beverly D'Angelo's uh, character, the wife, when the FBI agents all come in and surround him and they tell him to freeze, you know, you get Clark standing there, uh, standing straight up, and she's kind of bent over and just has a, just a, a grip on his nuts, right? Just just cupping his balls. I know. It's... And, and it's funny, like, they don't, they don't really draw attention to it, but it's there if you notice it. And... Um, you know, it's it's funny because it goes on because it's back and forth a couple times, and then they they the the wife of the the boss shows up, and she reaches over and shakes her hand, and it goes right back to his nuts. Uh, apparently, they shot that scene a couple times. Uh, she only did it the one time, the first time, and that's the one they ended up using. So. <laughs> it's um, just it, pretty funny. I can't remember if European Vacation what it what it was rated, but but for the first movie I think it Vacation was, R. was rated R, and okay, if, if European Vacation was rated R as well, this one they 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 went down to a PG thirteen, um, so they were certainly going for more family friendly fare. Right. I I noticed that you know, 
besides Cousin Eddie and be, besides Dad's reference to Jack Daniels, they don't do any... There's no drinking, really, except, you know, the eggnog, but you don't know if it's laced with brandy or anything like that. Who knows? <laughs> um, right. Uh, Could and, just be eggnog. And also, I know that in the first vacation, you get the shower scene where uh, he comes at uh, at his wife with a banana like like Psycho and, and uh, <laughs> you know, can I wash your back? Can I wash your front? But you get a, you get a flash yeah. of Beverly D'Angelo. And I think in a European vacation, they had another boob flash, too. They whereas do. This one, uh, Rusty. Rusty gets flashed. OK. Whereas this one, it's 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 much more wholesome. Um, what do you think? You think it it works? I I, I think for. I, I like R-rated movies that can kind of show what they want to, but for this one, uh, it's a wholesome movie, and I like that they kind of kept it a little tamer there and didn't because they have that scene where he's having that fantasy looking out the window, <laughs> and, and, and they cut away like right when when she's coming out of the pool or you know you, okay you get a, that's you get a little you side know what that dude, is that's about it you know what that is right. That that's Fast Times Ridgemont High. It absolutely is. It, it even yeah. down to the the frame rate of the uh, as yep. she's coming out of the pool, but it's almost it's almost a little disturbing because the the little girl comes in and sees him and it's got a full <laughs> shot. Well, that's where the full body shot and and he turns around and you're expecting her to like look down and like you know see he's got an erection or something like that. But they didn't do that at all. Instead, they had like a little heart to heart conversation. It was almost that- a little. Un- uncomfortable for me to see oh, no, no. the that transition the transition from the from the you know his little you know perverted fantasy which I, <laughs> I don't I think it's fine I mean the fantasy's fine but it, it's you know if you're a father and you're you turn around and here's this here's this little girl that's caught you in the midst of a fantasy it's an awkward situation it's a little uncomfortable and to see it play I, out like that i thought it was i uh, loved it i i think it was played out perfectly i'm glad they that. did i'm glad they didn't like draw attention to his erection or anything like that i think that would have no been, and that's what was perfect about yeah. it is is you know they they gave they gave that fast times at ridgemont high as much as they could without losing yeah. the pg and <laughs> perfectly done perfectly and randy done. quaid and, showing up there and just like cheers you know he kept yeah. he kept making eyes at, at clark i kind of oh. kept expecting clark to kind of like <laughs> like abashedly wave a little bit just <laughs> i they did a great job with that and and i love the fact that the way they they did um end it because it's like Clark is a little, little, you know, he's a little randy for, for the dad. You know, he's like, oh, but it also ends wholesome where he then, you know, really shows that he's a family man, even to uh, a, a cousin, essentially, you know, right. the, the, you know, and so I like that. I mean, we also got the scene where um, he's in the, 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 I don't know what you, uh, department store, department store. Sure. Right? Yeah. And he's right. buying, he's looking at underwear. <laughs> The the scene is who very, sells underwear at a perfume counter. <laughs> it seemed kind of strange. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess it would be a lingerie counter essentially. Okay. I mean, maybe I don't know if uh, I, back in the day, who go, knows? Yeah, I don't know. It made me want to go Christmas shopping. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I'll go find some underwear for. Her. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because I mean, him just stumbling over and uh, it's funny. I was listening to one podcast and uh, they were saying this scene was one of those things that you know everybody wants in that christmas movie you know the the just they, they did what no other christmas movie could do and that was give us some boobies and i was like <laughs> yes yes uh you know it, it was hilarious and uh i thought it, uh, the, the way they talked about it just made me laugh they were like yeah hey, you know but you know step your game up home alone and you know all the kind of other things um 
thought that was funny. Uh, but no, it, it just him bumbling and stumbling. It was like, oh yeah, nipply. Oh, it, it, just going on and, and that was and that was all in John Hughes' script too. That was pretty, pretty oh, was much it? word for word. Yeah, I, I would have thought some some of that would have been uh, uh, Chevy Chase going ad lib, ad lib. But no, that I, was that was straight. I love when page. he gets busted. By, <laughs> <laughs> see, no, you you can't even see the lines. <laughs> So they hilarious. did have an extra scene too, where he had to kind of explain himself to Rusty, but uh, that oh. got cut. But it was, you know, that I was, think that's that, even better. I, I do too, because that's they've already done that scene in Vacation, you know, when he had to kind of explain things to to that was Anthony Anthony Michael Hall, right? As uh, as the original Rusty, as Rusty. yeah, um, probably the best Rusty. <laughs> um, so. Uh, this is a this is a Christmas movie. This ties to another famous Christmas movie. Uh, I'm not sure if you if you notice this, but uh, the house that the neighbors were in is uh, the house from Lethal Weapon. So that that uh, I didn't it, know it that is it, <laughs> when you say the house from Lethal Weapon. There's a lot of is it the one uh, that blows up with the toilet that uh, I think so. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, or, I'm sorry, the, the, where they have to jump into the. He's yeah. That's where Danny Glover's character is sitting on the toilet. He's on the toilet, yeah. And he has to jump into the into the bathtub uh, and throw the yeah. blanket over if himself. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's the same one if you look from the front. Uh, it's just something someone else brought up, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. It tie, ties to okay. that, so that cool it makes it a, a you know a one big world kind of thing. Just kind of interesting. One thing that uh, I didn't, you know, there was the he goes sledding, and I which I think mm. I think the introduction of the sledding is hilarious when he. When he takes off at like light speed, right? I what frustrated me about that was they kept intercutting back and forth to light speed and then slow speed and then you know dragging speed. It just seemed like if they're gonna stick with a gag, just go with it. I didn't. Yeah. It, it was it was tough to see that go back and forth between I, so many different speeds, and I wish they kind of just carried it through at the same crazy, insane, insane speed. <laughs> So this was a, this is something I completely had forgotten that was in this, and I the, saw it again, and I was like, that scene could I mean, I, his introduction of to what he did to the sled is funny. Yeah, just the the idea of you know the 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 um, uh, coating for the, the lacquer, or the fl- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, flake lacquer. Well, yeah, it was cereal that was flakes. Yeah, and when he first launches, it's funny. Then it got kind of yeah. stupid. They should have stopped like, there. That was enough for the gag. In man, fact, they, it just, it, they never really they, had anything funny beyond that. No. But, here's what they should have done. They the, Just bookend it. They had a bookend perfect. Cut out all that middle. Him taking off like a freaking rocket and then picking up the sled that's all burnt out through the bottom. Yeah. That's all they needed to do. Well, you, or you that just would, cut straight to, to Cousin Eddie saying bingo or, you know, whatever he said at the very end. Um, well, I, I think yeah. it would have been funny to show the 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 sled with all the whole, you know, the the it went so fast that it burnt itself out. Like that would have been funny. But yeah, you didn't need all the jumping through everything and and they had to know. do the yeah. And he he's going towards a Walmart and nothing happens except he bursts into something. So you say, oh, okay, that's just gratuitous product placement, you know. Obviously, <laughs> I thought about that too, and I was like, Walmart in '89? God, I don't remember that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's how uh, they got big. They, you know, they made it big with Christmas Vacation, and suddenly I guess they were they on they out. were on the Midwest before they got out here on the West okay. Coast. So. Okay. We haven't Maybe. talked about the big climax, which 
<laughs> I I mean, where he kidnaps the where cousin Eddie like takes the cue from from Clark uh, Clark's rant. Right. <laughs> hilarious. I wish rant. my boss was here right now. I would tell him. And yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Everyone's waiting for that rant from Clark because he, you know, where where does he where does his patience run out or where I don't know if it's patience, but where did do, where does he finally snap and his right. That snap, when he snaps, it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, and we bring in, and apparently this this is, is Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill Murray's brother. That's right. I know him from Groundhog Day because he was the he was the one who kept who like uh, announced Groundhog yeah. Day. Um, or I don't so, know. So, and yeah. we get this, and he plays a character much like Bill Murray's character in a very recent. I think it was a year after, a year before, Scrooged. <laughs> right? They play that boss guy, so they're playing the same character. And yes, it's hilarious. I mean, it, it, he goes off in the this jelly of the month, and you know, and then we get the the he comes around. Clark does. Like Clark that. gets hair. Yeah. Yeah, Clark goes off on him, and the, yeah. and the guys, you know, it's the greatest Christmas miracle. It's, you know, it's the holiday film. Everybody, he's got to have us come around, and so it's all good with that. Um, and his wife brings in the SWAT team, and that's where we get some of that. But, yeah, uh, I, it's hilarious, and it works out perfect, and it's got to be. It, it works so perfectly that it's Cousin Eddie that goes and gets him. Like, it, you know, Clark couldn't have been the one to go get him. Oh, uh, no. But no. it, it worked out really good. I, I think it's pretty funny. I, it it seems a little underplayed to me. It almost seems like they they could have taken a little further, uh, because his he does a total one eighty when he shows up. That when when Murray Murray's brother shows up, Bill Murray's brother. I what, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he but plays the, Frank Shirley is the is the the boss CEO man. whoever it is. He's the boss man. Yeah, uh, shows up and. Uh, I, I thought his reversal on you all get bonuses was a little too easy. I would I would have liked to see a little bit more comic antics to kind of get it there. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe. It, it, well, it's one of those ones. He's 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 in a house of hostile people, and he knows he's in the wrong. Yeah, you know. So he's a corporate guy. He's gonna do what a corporate guy does to save his neck. What? He's gonna give the people what they want. What when, sort when of? His, yeah. <laughs> Do you think there was a debate on how to how to end the movie? Because because it to me it seems like it wraps pretty rapidly. You know they never even it make does. it to Christmas Day. It's nope. it's like they you know they launch uh, the 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 Christmas reindeer into the sky after everything goes blown gets blown because of the shitter being full. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and well, the toxic. And, <laughs> and I think that's how that was in the script. That's how it was written. But it almost seems like it it. It just wraps itself up, and I wonder if they debated on whether or not to kind of expand it a little bit, give it a little bit bigger of a of a of a third act, make it a little bit more of a climax, or if they were like, you know, this is enough. This is the kind of movie it is. It's going to be memorable if we just tighten it and keep it concise. Um, I, I think I think that's kind of what it is, and and so this was a first first time director too. Okay, um, this was his first. It's uh, Jeremiah uh, check 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 check. I think that's how you probably not say that, but Chechik, yeah, Chechik. Uh, that was his first time. He did commercials before that, and so this was his first movie. Um, I think this really leads to exactly what we talked about earlier with it being uh, a bunch of skits, right? Skits don't always have the final. Oh, everything's tied up in a bow. I think this is kind of oh. how it ends, and, and it you know, MCU tie-in. He directed the Avengers. 
No. The first the 19, Avengers? The 1998 version with, uh, oh. <laughs> with Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman. So, and <laughs> maybe maybe Sorry. maybe it's the, no that's funny. Benny and June I'm just looking at, at some of his I saw his, I saw the Benny and June which is is probably his biggest one but yeah a uh, lot of lot of TV shows and stuff like that but uh um no I th- I think it ended well with what it was I mean we go out great with the with the flying flaming Santa it is reindeer and and uh Bethany and her um uh, what is it? Is it God Bless America or what? Uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> uh, right. You know, and that's. I mean, it, it plays perfectly because for Grace, she says the Pledge of Allegiance, which is hilarious. You know, um, and then and know. then and then Clark comes out and he looks up into the sky and he says, "You know, I did it," or you know, and it's it just feels like he succeeded, and that's what we all kind of want, at least through all this. I it, I think he says something like that. I you know I. Yeah, I think what it what it's trying to do is is this is that tie back to him uh, seeing those videos, uh, you know, in in the whole reason he, you know, because I think they even mention it that they they normally go to Florida or whatever for Christmas, uh, but he goes, no, I just want to have a, a good down home old time, you know, family Christmas, right? You know, like he used to have, and so even though everything goes fucking haywire in the end. <laughs> They're all together, and it all turned out. You know, everybody got the Christmas miracle. The bell ring. The angel got their wings. You know, everybody feels good. And and Rudolph led that sleigh tonight. You know, uh, flaming and probably screaming as they were flying through the air. But you know, <laughs> it, it all it all ended up with a, a you know a fabulous Christmas Eve and Santa flying is through through uh, the sky. You That's know? right. Because I think I think didn't he say something? <sighs> What did he say to the to the the to cousin Eddie's daughter Ruby? He says something about Santa, you know, because she said something about Santa not coming, and you know there was he mentioned something, and that's where the Santa flying through the sky, the tie-in, I think is. Yeah, if you've you know, been good, Santa's gonna beat. Well, I don't. Does he say something like that? Yeah, it it was pretty extreme. I I think a part of me was like, oh my god, you're. <laughs> You're lying to your to this child about about Santa oh. almost to to an extreme, but but there's a there's a warmth to it. It's 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 about the Christmas spirit, and I think I think that's fine. Yes, but, and he's great with that. And and the conversation he has with Eddie in the store about it, you know, he's like, hey, you know, what what do your kids want? You know, like, I want to help out. He's got a list. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him a list, and he goes on, and then he goes, and, and get yourself something nice. I want to get something for you too. And I was just like. <laughs> Fuck it, Eddie. Oh, my God. I, I, I was like... Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Nothing but the yeah. best. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those... It's like, uh, it, Eddie is such a, a perfect character for what he is. You're like... But, yeah, the whole thing is just... But, yeah, I mean, that's... that's We get tidbits of Clark Griswold's... The... The, the perfect you know, family man for Christmas, you know, he wants to make sure everything's right. And, you know, he's doing all the things and just every step he takes, something smacks him in the face. You know, he's just, he's, it's it's like a Looney Tune. (laughs) Literally up in the, up in the, up in the attic. He keeps running into the, to the the pieces of wood that comes (laughs) slamming into his face. Yeah, no. Oh God. So I was in, I was in the attic today too. I, uh, I had to, (laughs) had to do some emergency electrical work. Um, (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, it, that that came you, up. I'm sure I do this have, movie was on your mind. <laughs> luckily, I can't walk. Well, I don't know if luckily, but I can't walk up in my attic. I have to. I have to kind of crawl. Yeah, but I have those same kind of planks, and I was like, God damn, if one of these smack me in the head, I swear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ruin this house. I was yeah. putting my Christmas lights up a couple of days ago on the house, <laughs> and, and uh, I, you know, we hadn't watched this movie again again yet. I, we didn't watch it till last night, but uh, but it was still on my mind, remembering it from when I was, you know, Sliding a teenager the, watching this movie. Yeah, just, well, I also have issues with him, the way he staples those, those, uh, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the electrician in me. I'm like, oh God, you just no, no, God, stop. Okay, um, classic movie. Uh, it's one. Um, I remember watching this. Did you Did you see this in the theaters, or is this? One I did. You probably you did. Okay, yeah. That was your time frame. You were you were a big movie watcher, kind of like you you used to be. I mean, recently you would you would be always at the movies. This is '89. Yeah, so I would have been. That this is when I was at SDSU in film school. So. And, yeah, and I was it. a huge Chevy Chase fan. I mean, Fletch right. was so quotable in high school. I, I, I had a friend that we would have, you know, that's 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 where, you know, Babar, how many B's to B-A-B-A-R? <laughs> you know, that's where the three, three E's came from and, you know, <laughs> and how he sees it because we kind of played off of that. That quote, you know, it, it went through some transitions with uh, Flight of the Concords. But, but uh, anyway, you say, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, he is... Chevy Chase is so quotable in a lot of his, in, in his movies. I, you know, but yes. I, I'm a big fan of his first movies, rarely a fan of his second movies. Cause I, Fletch lives. I, yeah. you know, stunk a European vacation. Didn't do it for me, but this one I think is, is kind of a diamond in the rough as far as a, oh, as for far sure. as a, a sequel goes or a, a true, a tr- Trequel. <laughs> so <laughs> trequel. Well, it's Christmas. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's a Christmas trequel. Um, now, a lot of people were, were debating whether I, – I wouldn't even say debating, but saying whether they preferred the original Vacation or this. If, if they had to choose one as their top choice, um, where would it lie? Like for you, I, I'm, I'm curious, where, where, which one would you say is the better of the two? The original. Uh, I, think, I think it resonates more as a satisfying plot movie. It, the characters are – are uh, very developed and, and it just it introduces us to these characters in a way that that this this movie I think stands out like I said at the beginning as as an original sequel it doesn't try to regurgitate but it's still it's still kind of follows it plays more. homage to some stuff but right not regurgitate. Um, and I don't think its plot is quite as tight but it has more resonance because it's a Chris it's become a Christmas classic uh, true, because true. of these skits that that kind of we can replay in our minds over and over again, but but no, the original was was my go to, and and you get to see a little bit more of Beverly D'Angelo, and <laughs> <sighs> that's funny. Uh, someone brought that up too, uh, and I noticed it while I was watching because I'm a pervert. Um, <laughs> when she's uh, she's got that shirt that just kind of has that opening in the the front that kind of. If she tilts just a certain way, you get a little bit more of a boob shot. Than- You're talking about Christmas Vacation? Yes. Well, and, and then the overhead shot when they're in bed and, you know, he, he, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's got the magazine that keeps sticking to his hands because of, of the pine yeah. sap that's all over him. But, yeah, you can kind of see through her, uh, her, her oh, blouse. And I, yeah. I, I adore her. I mean, she, she brings so much warmth to it. But, yeah, I'm kind of a 
got that little bit of pervert in me too. So hey, it's, it's, it's just, good. and and I was a teenager when I saw this movie. So how can you not be <laughs> a, a little bit turned on by, by Beverly D'Angelo? Well, that's, well, that's what I mean. That is cute they, little overbite too, that, that, that she they did. They went as they went as far as they could without just giving us a, another shower scene. You yeah, know? Uh, or the video. You know, we didn't get the video from Chris or uh, European vacation. Well, yeah, and 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 the <laughs> in the original vacation they had had uh, uh, Christy Brinkley was the was mm -hmm. the the woman, but, but, car, it was, yeah. but for me, it was still Beverly D'Angelo was the one I that, think you're right. that, uh, got me more excited. I, I, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I would actually have to say, this is probably my favorite of the vacation okay. movies. Um, yeah. one that I watch more, um, just, just because there, the, the second half of this movie to me is just laugh nonstop for me. Uh, the first half, there's some stuff I'm like, oh, okay, I could, I could cruise through it. But the second half, you know, when we hit Squirrel, uh, the cat, you know, uh, Cousin Eddie and the shitter's full. It's about about when Ken, Cousin Eddie comes out and says the shitter's full. From about that point forward, it's just almost nonstop, just laugh after laugh from me. The turkey, them eating the turkey, the you know, just the the house lighting up, the Santa Claus flight, you know, just all of it just just makes me laugh so much. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is, this is a classic, uh, this, if I'm not mistaken, this was in my top five when we did our holiday, uh, special, when we were still real new to podcasts, I think it's in our early, but that was below. a good podcast. I think we had, oh, we had a great. lot of fun with that one. <laughs> it, was great. It, was, it was so fun, but I was just saying that's, that's one of our early ones. Uh, and it's, it, I think that still holds true. You could probably listen to that today and, and those five uh holiday specials we talk about probably still are in that same position i don't i don't know if anything's overtaken any of them yet personally um i think so. i when i did it i tried to come up with different genres for each one <laughs> you did you did uh because i didn't know how to rank them otherwise you know i was trying to put them in a different category uh, but yeah, it was so much fun because and, and, and we had the whole Die Hard debate, too, about whether right. Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not, which it, that's that's some that's a hill people will die on <laughs> one, one side or the other. And I'm like, all right, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> Bruce Willis uh, is not is not a fan of the whole Christmas idea that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. He hey, says it's a Bruce Willis action flick. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That's what he says. You know what, though? <laughs> if, if it wasn't Christmas time, that movie wouldn't have happened. Just going to say that. <laughs> Without the Christmas party, wouldn't have happened. Yep. Um, so, good stuff. Fun, fun Christmas shows. Uh, yeah. This, this, you know, it's that time of year. I uh, hope everybody's having a good holiday season. I uh, hope everything's going well. Uh, mine will be uh, complete as of Saturday, so I'm going to be ecstatic. You're, uh, you're wait, what? You're what? we've been, I've been, I've been redoing my kitchen. Right, I know that. Is we that what you're remodeling? referring to? Okay. Yeah. Saturday is the uh, Saturday big, is the big day. Reveal. Yeah, we've uh, we've got it. Uh, enough that it's there and uh it's not finished like the bows and the 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 stuff isn't on it but the base is there got all the cabinets in got the floor in got all the wiring redone got the sink running and, and just every time i take a step forward something smacks me in the face like that <laughs> fucking plank up in the attic you know but but we're getting there so uh yeah once this saturday hits then i could actually sit back and enjoy uh, the holiday season for the last week <laughs> that, that it'll be nice. So, 
Uh, I'm excited. I, I still have got in got in my Christmas movies. I, I've watched my Santa Claus. I watched Elf. Um, Did you watch the new got... Santa Claus? The the series? The, no, the, the new on... the the clauses. I think it's called right. Yeah, it's 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 a series. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't know it was a yeah, series. Yeah, it's okay. on Disney. It's like uh, they're like forty minute run little little clips. Uh, they're doing weekly releases, so they probably only have one or two left. Um, eh. Ah, it's 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 not gonna be a. Uh, I gotta go back and watch that like it is with the the original, but it's nice to see Tim Allen again. Uh, it's you know nice. It's, it's nice to see some of the idea of it. I watched uh, Confess Fletch. We've been talking about Chevy Chase and Fletch, but Confess Fletch is an is a new movie that just I think it's on Amazon Prime. But uh, John Hamm plays uh, the uh, Irwin S. Irwin something Fletcher. I can't remember his middle initial S. Um, uh, in the new in the new iterations called Confessed Flesh, I thought it was pretty good. He's no, he's not Chevy Chase. He kind of takes it, right. but it, it, it's a little bit more resonant, I probably of the book. Whereas Chevy Chase tried to own it a little bit more as his own character. Gotcha. Um, and that was good. And I also saw Everything Everywhere All at Once, which oh, I need um, to see that. I've heard about it. It's uh, Michelle inter- Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh and 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 the the kid from uh, Temple of Doom, you know, the little little short round plays short her round. plays her husband. And, it's just a power. Uh, yeah, and it's also got um, um, oh, what what's her name from from uh, Halloween? The um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too, uh, but it's it's kind of comes across as an interesting, almost like a, a multi multiverse, multiverse. type type of a of a story i've heard a lot of people talk about it saying that they they explain the multiverse better than anything else <laughs> they've ever seen it's still more of a of a personal story about someone who's struggling with something but it's 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 effective it's it's worth yeah. checking out i heard it's really good i heard i think it's, really it's on good. showtime I, if you've got that available uh for streaming I, I, I think i have them all right now it's horrible <laughs> I'm, I'm bad 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 um yeah no i i still i'm gonna be i got a couple more christmas shows to watch uh claws will be one that i definitely want to go back to i think that's uh become one of my my kind of go-to favorites uh something about anim the animation in that one and just the story just really gets me um it's a newer one that's the netflix uh, one right where uh, yeah kind of more of he's like a male story. But, yeah right 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 so, Real good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I also saw a new one. I was I was I was just scrolling through for some Christmas stuff to just play in the background, and I saw a couple other new ones that I might check out just to see if anything jumps out at me. So, yeah. Other than that, well, that's when I get a chance to to breathe. I got a few more things to do in the kitchen, and then then we'll all be good. Um, so cool. Well, uh, I don't know what we're doing next week. Uh, just we'll yet. figure it out offline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then so. Uh, Please join us for whatever it is uh, if you get a chance. Uh, also, if you get a chance, jump on your favorite podcast uh, player, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to, you can email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Uh, give us suggestions. Tell us you want to be on the show. I don't care. Whatever it is, just say <laughs> hi. 
uh, it would be all good. And then the uh, next one following next week, what, whatever ne- next week turns out to be. But that's when we're going to do the Thor Love and Thunder, Love and right? Thunder. Right. Whether, yeah. I don't know if we're doing it the following week, depending on the holiday schedule. But uh, I, I think for me it works. It works uh, for I, me. I guess, but uh, I think we'll it's see uh, the MCU brethren, whether they'll be available. Yeah. They'll tell us after they listen to this. They'll, they'll hear this and they'll go, oh, yeah, it's good. And, you know, <laughs> or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll hit another Christmas something. You know, there's there's plenty of out there that we haven't done yet, so it might, it might be fun. Or who knows? Uh, we got Avatar two uh, in the theaters coming out next week. So that's or right. This weekend. Uh, still haven't got my tickets yet. Uh, so I, I know you got yours. I got <laughs> mine. Yes, I'm. It is 3D that that uh, in the in the screen. So I I think that's why I texted you that that I'm seeing it and it's in 3D. Yeah. If you want to join. Uh, just because yeah, no, that, that was, was my first. That's a debate on yours whether or not you want to see it in 3D or not. So uh, that's part that of it. Also, my wife Alyssa hates going in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's okay. it's one of her things. It's like she either wants to get it done super early so that you have the rest of the day, or at the end of the. Day. She does this with everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's anything that breaks up. Well, I could be doing this. Whatever. <laughs> you could just be relaxing too. Um, so it is what it is. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back next week with another uh, fabulous podcast on some show that we're doing. Uh, with <laughs> along with that, with some great cocktails that That's you right. can uh, try. Uh, eventually, I will get all these out on our our social medias: Facebook, uh, Instagram, and and uh, the the likes. Uh, I know I'm way behind, but uh, I plan on doing that. Following up on this as soon as I get done with that kitchen. Sounds good. I like it. So, all right. Well, hail Caesars. Hail Caesars, everyone. What does that mean?